Chapter Two, Part Two of Laws by Plato, translated by Benjamin Jowett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Athenian, and which may be supposed to be the truer judgment, that of the inferior or of the better soul? Cleinias, surely that of the better soul. Athenian, then the unjust life must not only be more base and depraved, but also more unpleasant than the just and holy life. Cleinias, that seems to be implied in the present argument. Athenian, and even supposing this were otherwise, and not as the argument has proven, still the lawgiver who is worth anything, if he ever ventures to tell a lie to the young for their good, could not invent a more useful lie than this, or one which will have a better effect in making them do what is right, not on compulsion, but voluntarily. Cleinias, truth stranger is a noble thing and a lasting but a thing of which men are hard to be persuaded athenian and yet the story of the sidonian cadmus which is so improbable has been readily believed and also innumerable other tales cleinias what is that story Athenian, the story of armed men springing up after the sowing of teeth, which the legislator may take as a proof that he can persuade the minds of the young of anything, so that he has only to reflect and find out what belief will be of the greatest public advantage, and then use all his efforts to make the whole community utter one and the same word in their songs and tales and discourses all their life long but if you do not agree with me there is no reason why you should not argue on the other side cleinias i do not see that any argument can fairly be raised by either of us against what you are now saying Athenian, the next suggestion which I have to offer is that all our three choruses shall sing to the young and tender souls of children, reciting in their strains all the noble thoughts of which we have already spoken or are about to speak, and the sum of them shall be that the life which is by the gods deemed to be the happiest is also the best we shall affirm this to be a most certain truth and the minds of our young disciples will be more likely to receive these words of ours than any others which we might address to them cleinias i assent to what you say athenian first will enter in their natural order the sacred choir composed of children which is to sing lustily the heaven-taught lay to the whole city next will follow the choir of young men under the age of thirty who will call upon the god paean to testify to the truth of their words and will pray him to be gracious to the youth and to turn their hearts 
Thirdly, the choir of elder men, who are from thirty to sixty years of age, will also sing. There remain those who are too old to sing, and they will tell stories, illustrating the same virtues as with the voice of an oracle. Cleinias, who are those who compose the third choir, stranger? For I do not clearly understand what you mean to say about them. Athenian, and yet almost all that I have been saying has been said with a view to them. Cleinias, will you try to be a little plainer? Athenian, I was speaking at the commencement of our discourse, as you will remember, of the fiery nature of young creatures. I said that they were unable to keep quiet either in limb or voice, and that they called out and jumped about in a disorderly manner and that no other animal attained to any perception of order but man only now the order of motion is called rhythm and the order of the voice in which high and low are duly mingled is called harmony and both together are termed choric song and i said that the gods had pity on us and gave us apollo and the muses to be our playfellows and leaders in the dance and dionysus as i dare say that you will remember was the third cleinias i quite remember athenian thus far i have spoken of the chorus of apollo and the muses and i have still to speak of the remaining chorus which is that of dionysus Cleinias, how is that arranged? There is something strange, at any rate on first hearing, in a Dionysiac chorus of old men, if you really mean that those who are above thirty and maybe fifty or from fifty to sixty years of age are to dance in his honour. Athenian, very true, and therefore it must be shown that there is good reason for the proposal. Cleinias, certainly. Athenian, are we agreed thus far? Cleinias, about what? Athenian, that every man and boy, slave and free, both sexes and the whole city, should never cease charming themselves with the strains of which we have spoken, and that there should be every sort of change and variation of them in order to take away the effect of sameness so that the singers may always receive pleasure from their hymns and may never weary of them cleinias every one will agree athenian where then will that best part of our city which by reason of age and intelligence has the greatest influence sing these fairest of strains which are to do so much good shall we be so foolish as to let them off who would give us the most beautiful and also the most useful of songs cleinias but says the argument we cannot let them off Athenian, then how can we carry out our purpose with decorum? Will this be the way? Cleinias, what? Athenian, when a man is advancing in years, he is afraid and reluctant to sing. He has no pleasure in his own performances, and if compulsion is used, he will be more and more ashamed the older and more discreet he grows. Is not this true? 
Cleinias, certainly. Athenian, well, and will he not be yet more ashamed if he has to stand up and sing in the theatre to a mixed audience, and if, moreover, when he is required to do so, like the other choirs who contend for prizes and have been trained under a singing master, he is pinched and hungry, he will certainly have a feeling of shame and discomfort which will make him very unwilling to exhibit. Cleinias, no doubt. Athenian, how then shall we reassure him and get him to sing? Shall we begin by enacting that boys shall not taste wine at all until they are eighteen years of age? We will tell them that fire must not be poured upon fire, whether in the body or in the soul, until they begin to go to work. This is a precaution which has to be taken against the excitableness of youth. Afterwards they may taste wine in moderation up to the age of thirty, but while a man is young he should abstain altogether from intoxication and from excess of wine. When at length he has reached forty years after dinner at a public mess, he may invite not only the other gods, but Dionysus above all to the mystery and festivity of the elder men making use of the wine which he has given men to lighten the sourness of old age that in age we may renew our youth and forget our sorrows and also in order that the nature of the soul like iron melted in the fire may become softer and so more impressible in the first place, will not any one who is thus mellowed be more ready and less ashamed to sing? I do not say before a large audience, but before a moderate company, nor yet among strangers, but among his familiars, and, as we have often said, to chant and to enchant. Cleinias, he will be far more ready. Athenian, there will be no impropriety in our using such a method of persuading them to join with us in song. Cleinias, none at all. Athenian, and what strain will they sing, and what muse will they hymn? The strain should clearly be one suitable to them. Cleinias, certainly. Athenian, and what strain is suitable for heroes? Shall they sing a choric strain? Cleinias, truly, stranger, we of Crete and Lacedaemon know no strain other than that which we have learnt and been accustomed to sing in our chorus. Athenian, I dare say, for you have never acquired the knowledge of the most beautiful kind of song in your military way of life which is modelled after the camp and is not like that of dwellers in cities and you have your young men herding and feeding together like young colts no one takes his own individual colt and drags him away from his fellows against his will raging and foaming and gives him a groom to attend to him alone and trains and rubs him down privately and gives him the qualities in education which will make him not only a good soldier but also a governor of a state and of cities 
such an one as we said at first would be a greater warrior than he of whom thirtius sings and he would honour courage everywhere but always as the fourth and not as the first part of virtue either in individuals or states cleinias once more stranger i must complain that you depreciate our lawgivers athenian not intentionally if at all my good friend but whither the argument leads thither let us follow for if there be indeed some strain of song more beautiful than that of the choruses or the public theatres i should like to impart it to those who as we say are ashamed of these and want to have the best cleinias certainly athenian when things have an accompanying charm either the best thing in them is this very charm or there is some rightness or utility possessed by them for example i should say that eating and drinking and the use of food in general have an accompanying charm which we call pleasure but that this rightness and utility is just the healthfulness of the things served up to us which is their true rightness cleinias just so athenian thus too i should say that learning has a certain accompanying charm which is the pleasure but that the right and the profitable the good and the noble are qualities which the truth gives to it cleinias exactly athenian and so in the imitative arts if they succeed in making likenesses and are accompanied by pleasure may not their works be said to have a charm cleinias yes athenian but equal proportions whether of quality or quantity and not pleasure speaking generally would give them truth or rightness cleinias yes athenian then that only can be rightly judged by the standard of pleasure which makes or furnishes no utility or truth or likeness nor on the other hand is productive of any hurtful quality but exists solely for the sake of the accompanying charm and the term pleasure is most appropriately applied to it when these other qualities are absent cleinias you are speaking of harmless pleasure are you not athenian yes and this i term amusement when doing neither harm nor good in any degree worth speaking of cleinias very true athenian then if such be our principles we must assert that imitation is not to be judged of by pleasure and false opinion and this is true of all equality for the equal is not equal or the symmetrical symmetrical because somebody thinks or likes something but they are to be judged of by the standard of truth and by no other whatever cleinias quite true athenian do we not regard all music as representative and imitative cleinias certainly athenian then when any one says that music is to be judged of by pleasure his doctrine cannot be admitted 
and if there be any music of which pleasure is the criterion such music is not to be sought out or deemed to have any real excellence but only that other kind of music which is an imitation of the good cleinias very true athenian and those who seek for the best kind of song and music ought not to seek for that which is pleasant but for that which is true and the truth of imitation consists as we were saying in rendering the thing imitated according to quantity and quality cleinias certainly athenian and every one will admit that musical compositions are all imitative and representative will not poets and spectators and actors all agree in this cleinias they will athenian surely then he who would judge correctly must know what each composition is for if he does not know what is the character and meaning of the piece and what it represents he will never discern whether the intention is true or false cleinias certainly not athenian and will he who does not know what is true be able to distinguish what is good and bad my statement is not very clear but perhaps you will understand me better if i put the matter in another way cleinias how athenian there are ten thousand likenesses of objects of sight cleinias yes athenian and can he who does not know what the exact object is which is imitated ever know whether the resemblance is truthfully executed i mean for example whether a statue has the proportions of a body and the true situation of the parts what those proportions are and how the parts fit into one another in due order also their colors and conformations or whether this is all confused in the execution do you think that any one can know about this who does not know what the animal is which has been imitated cleinias impossible athenian but even if we know that the thing pictured or sculptured is a man who has received at the hand of the artist all his proper parts and colors and shapes must we not also know whether the work is beautiful or in any respect deficient in beauty cleinias if this were not required stranger we should all of us be judges of beauty athenian very true and may we not say that in everything imitated whether in drawing music or any other art he who is to be a competent judge must possess three things he must know in the first place of what the imitation is secondly he must know that it is true and thirdly that it has been well executed in words and melodies and rhythms cleinias certainly athenian then let us not faint in discussing the peculiar difficulty of music music is more celebrated than any other kind of imitation and therefore requires the greatest care of them all 
for if a man makes a mistake here he may do himself the greatest injury by welcoming evil dispositions and the mistake may be very difficult to discern because the poets are artists very inferior in character to the muses themselves who would never fall into the monstrous error of assigning to the words of men the gestures and songs of women nor after combining the melodies with the gestures of freemen would they add on the rhythms of slaves and men of the baser sort nor beginning with the rhythms and gestures of freemen would they assign to them a melody or words which are of an opposite character nor would they mix up the voices and sounds of animals and of men and instruments and every other sort of noise as if they were all one but human poets are fond of introducing this sort of inconsistent mixture and so make themselves ridiculous in the eyes of those who as orpheus says are ripe for true pleasure the experienced see all this confusion and yet the poets go on and make still further havoc by separating the rhythm and the figure of the dance from the melody setting bare words to metre and also separating the melody and the rhythm from the words using the lyre or the flute alone for when there are no words it is very difficult to recognize the meaning of the harmony and rhythm or to see that any worthy object is imitated by them and we must acknowledge that all this sort of thing which aims only at swiftness and smoothness and a brutish noise and uses the flute and the lyre not as the mere accompaniments of the dance and song is exceedingly coarse and tasteless the use of either instrument when unaccompanied leads to every sort of irregularity and trickery this is all rational enough but we are considering not how our choristers who are from thirty to fifty years of age and may be over fifty are not to use the muses but how they are to use them and the considerations which we have urged seem to show in what way these fifty years old choristers who are to sing may be expected to be better trained for they need to have a quick perception and knowledge of harmonies and rhythms otherwise how can they ever know whether a melody would be rightly sung to the dorian mode or to the rhythm which the poet has assigned to it cleinias clearly they cannot athenian the many are ridiculous in imagining that they know what is in proper harmony and rhythm and what is not when they can only be made to sing and step in rhythm by force it never occurs to them that they are ignorant of what they are doing now every melody is right when it has suitable harmony and rhythm and wrong when unsuitable cleinias that is most certain athenian but can a man who does not know a thing as we were saying know that the thing is right cleinias impossible athenian then now as would appear we are making the discovery that our 
newly appointed choristers whom we hereby invite and although they are their own masters compelled to sing must be educated to such an extent as to be able to follow the steps of the rhythm and the notes of the song that they may know the harmonies and rhythms and be able to select what are suitable for men of their age and character to sing and may sing them and have innocent pleasure from their own performance and also lead younger men to welcome with dutiful delight good dispositions having such training they will attain a more accurate knowledge than falls to the lot of the common people or even of the poets themselves for the poet need not know the third point viz whether the imitation is good or not though he can hardly help knowing the laws of melody and rhythm but the aged chorus must know all the three that they may choose the best and that which is nearest to the best for otherwise they will never be able to charm the souls of young men in the way of virtue and now the original design of the argument which was intended to bring eloquent aid to the course of dionysus has been accomplished to the best of our ability and let us see whether we were right i should imagine that a drinking assembly is likely to become more and more tumultuous as the drinking goes on this as we were saying at first will certainly be the case cleinias certainly athenian every man has a more than natural elevation his heart is glad within him and he will say anything and will be restrained by nobody at such a time he fancies that he is able to rule over himself and all mankind cleinias quite true athenian were we not saying that on such occasions the souls of the drinkers become like iron heated in the fire and grow softer and younger and are easily moulded by him who knows how to educate and fashion them just as when they were young and that this fashioner of them is the same who prescribed for them in the days of their youth viz the good legislator and that he ought to enact laws of the banquet which when a man is confident bold and impudent and unwilling to wait his turn and have his share of silence and speech and drinking and music will change his character into the opposite such laws as will infuse into him a just and noble fear which will take up arms at the approach of insolence being that divine fear which we have called reverence and shame cleinias true athenian and the guardians of these laws and fellow-workers with them are the calm and sober generals of the drinkers and without their help there is greater difficulty in fighting against drink than in fighting against enemies when the commander of an army is not himself calm and he who is unwilling to obey them and the commanders of dionysiac feasts who are more than sixty years of age shall suffer a disgrace as great as he who disobeys military leaders or even greater cleinias right athenian if then drinking and amusement were regulated in this way would not the companions of our revels be improved they would part better friends than they were and not as now enemies their whole intercourse would be regulated by law and observant of it and the sober would be the leaders of the drunken 
cleinias i think so too if drinking were regulated as you propose athenian let us not then simply censure the gift of dionysus as bad and unfit to be received into the state for wine has many excellences and one pre-eminent one about which there is a difficulty in speaking to the many from a fear of their misconceiving and misunderstanding what is said cleinias to what do you refer athenian there is a tradition or story which has somehow crept about the world that dionysus was robbed of his wits by his stepmother harry and that out of revenge he inspires bacchic furies and dancing madnesses in others for which reason he gave men wine such traditions concerning the gods i leave to those who think that they may be safely uttered parentheses compare capital e u t h y p h period semicolon republic end of parentheses i only know that no animal at birth is mature or perfect in intelligence and in the intermediate period in which he has not yet acquired his own proper sense he rages and roars without rhyme or reason and when he has once got on his legs he jumps about without rhyme or reason and this as you will remember has been already said by us to be the origin of music and gymnastic cleinias to be sure i remember athenian and did we not say that the sense of harmony and rhythm sprang from this beginning among men and that apollo and the muses and dionysus were the gods whom we had to thank for them cleinias certainly athenian the other story implied that wine was given man out of revenge and in order to make him mad but our present doctrine on the contrary is that wine was given him as a balm and in order to implant modesty in the soul and health and strength in the body cleinias that stranger is precisely what was said athenian then half the subject may now be considered to have been discussed shall we proceed to the consideration of the other half cleinias what is the other half and how do you divide the subject athenian the whole choral art is also in our view the whole of education and of this art rhythms and harmonies form the part which has to do with the voice cleinias yes athenian the movement of the body has rhythm in common with the movement of the voice but gesture is peculiar to it whereas song is simply the movement of the voice cleinias most true athenian and the sound of the voice which reaches and educates the soul we have ventured to term music cleinias we were right athenian and the movement of the body when regarded as an amusement we termed dancing but when extended and pursued with a view to the excellence of the body this scientific training may be called gymnastic cleinias exactly athenian music which was one half of the choral art may be said to have been completely discussed shall we proceed to the other half or not what would you like cleinias 
my good friend when you are talking with a cretan and a lacedaemonian and we have discussed music and not gymnastic what answer are either of us likely to make to such an inquiry athenian an answer is contained in your question and i understand and accept what you say not only as an answer but also as a command to proceed with gymnastic cleinias you quite understand me do as you say athenian i will and there will not be any difficulty in speaking intelligibly to you about a subject with which both of you are far more familiar than with music cleinias there will not athenian is not the origin of gymnastics too to be sought in the tendency to rapid motion which exists in all animals man as we were saying having attained the sense of rhythm created and invented dancing and melody arousing and awakening rhythm both united formed the choral art cleinias very true athenian and one part of this subject has been already discussed by us and there still remains another to be discussed cleinias exactly athenian i have first a final word to add to my discourse about drink if you will allow me to do so cleinias what more have you to say athenian i should say that if a city seriously means to adopt the practice of drinking under due regulation with a view to the enforcement of temperance and in like manner and on the same principle will allow of other pleasures designing to gain the victory over them in this way all of them may be used but if the state makes drinking an amusement only and whoever likes may drink whenever he likes and with whom he likes and add to this any other indulgences i shall never agree or allow that this city or this man should practise drinking i would go further than the cretans and lacedaemonians and am disposed rather to the law of the carthaginians that no one while he is on a campaign should be allowed to taste wine at all but that he should drink water during all that time and that in the city no slave male or female should ever drink wine and that no magistrates should drink during their year of office nor should pilots of vessels or judges while on duty taste wine at all nor any one who is going to hold a consultation about any matter of importance nor in the daytime at all unless in consequence of exercise or as a medicine nor again at night when any one either man or woman is minded to get children there are numberless other cases also in which those who have good sense and good laws ought not to drink wine so that if what i say is true no city will need many vineyards their husbandry and their way of life in general will follow an appointed order and their cultivation of the vine will be the most limited and the least common of their employments and this stranger shall be the crown of my discourse about wine if you agree cleinias excellent we agree End of book two.